Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Base Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 65. It's Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. Darren Wisely here, bringing you the non-PC, unapologetic truth, and letting the chips fall where they may. Just a pleasure to be with you again today. I hope you enjoyed the last episode with Legal Man. I had such a great time with him. That was a real blast. Definitely check that out if you haven't done so. What I like about him is he doesn't pull punches, which we need more of. We need more tough love, if you will. <laughs> and he just has such a plethora of knowledge. So I think if you haven't checked that out, you will really enjoy. One thing he really gets really well, uh, just as I do, is just the insane brainwashing that goes on. And I pointed out how it just doesn't matter how much information you share with someone, how many logical inconsistencies you point out. If it isn't on TV, it isn't real. It's just so crazy. I mean, it blows my mind how this works. I mean, these people lie and lie time and time again. And now they even admit to it, which I did a show about. But people are so conditioned to listen and follow as they're told. It just seems like there's really no breaking out of it at this point. And since we're up against this pathological liars in media, the government that does whatever it wants, Karen's running around helping enforce all this propaganda, we really need to stick together. I did get another supporter or two in my Patreon last week, so I'm really, really grateful for that. If you like what I'm doing, please consider supporting. You can do it for as little as two bucks a month. It'll help go a long way into reaching more people. And you know as well as I do, we need everyone we can get our hands on on our side because so many people are just too far gone off the deep end at this point. We need to change the minds that we can before it's too late. So you can do that on my Anchor Patreon. Uh, the links are going to be provided and everything will help us get the word out to more people. So today's show might be a little shorter since I did go long last time. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It does take quite a bit of time to edit and get videos up. And especially with that big a file like last one, that's pretty time consuming. But on the topic I just touched on a second ago about just the brainwashing, people have to parrot whatever the media is saying. I'm going to give you a great example on, of course, Facebook. <laughs> this guy, I've never interacted with him before. Uh, he has to comment on, this was my video 61, about the fake news, how they admit it. Check it out if you haven't. That's what I referenced here a second ago. And he he just comments, you seem nice. What does that have to do with anything I just said? All I'm telling you is the media admitted they're liars. And I said, well, you seem like you could use a testosterone injection. <laughs> he goes, I'm secure enough. I don't have to bully people into listening to ignorant nonsense. Well, I'm not bullying anyone. All I do is post my show. If you want to watch it, great. If not, then keep scrolling. I don't care. 
people like this aren't reachable anyway. So it, it'd be a waste of both of our times. <laughs> it's just funny. This is that leftist mentality. Oh, you posted something I don't like. Now you're bullying me. No, I'm not forcing you to engage with it. You don't, you don't have to be involved at all. You're the one subjecting yourself. And now you're going to say stupid stuff. And now I'm going to call you out. And now you're going to expose how dumb you are. That's what he's not going to like here. He says, facts, thankfully, don't need you to agree with them to be true. Well, that's exactly true. The problem is the facts you're pushing about the vaccines and about COVID, they're not facts at all. They're a complete fabrication by the media. He says, lie number one, the vaccine isn't safe and or effective. Again, facts don't need your agreement. Well, I didn't say every person who takes it is going to drop dead now, did I? All I've done, and it's funny because this post wasn't even about the vaccine, but that's just how these people act. Uh, it's like, look, all I'm doing is providing information the media leaves out. The fact that they leave this information out should concern people. But regardless, you should at least be able to hear both sides and make a judgment for yourself. That's all I try to get out to people. But people like this, are on, you're only allowed to listen to one side. If you're only allowed to listen to one side, you know the argument sucks. That's what it comes down to. And then he just started commenting on, like, multiple of my posts. I don't know if he's got a crush on me. I'm not sure what's going on here. I said he sounds like a textbook example of a blue-pilled media lapdog. And then he says I'm part of this Q thing or whatever. And I, you know, I didn't even know anything about this QAnon or whatever. It's funny, these leftists, whenever you point out, like, a basic logical fallacy... They always call you part of this Q thing. And I I didn't even know what it was until like a month and a half ago when I watched that documentary on like uh, Netflix or Amazon or whatever it was. But it's like, no, dude, I'm not part of this QAnon thing. <laughs> I just have logical reasoning ability and I don't believe the stupid stuff the media says because it doesn't make any sense. It, you don't have to be a part of this big, you know, group or whatever to figure this out. So that that's just what people are like who just that I talk about all the time that just can't really handle. It's not even that they can't handle the truth. Of course, this guy can't handle that, but he can't even handle just things that might uh, question a narrative because he has so much cognitive dissonance. Oh, the media, they're looking out for us. Give me a break. They admit it on camera. They're liars. And you're still going to believe them. That is Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, man. So I saw this article that I wanted, I thought would be good for today's show topic. And this is May 11th, 2021. This is from the heroic Ron Paul, who is also an MD. And this was on lourockwell.com. Uh, Dr. Paul says, COVID authoritarians abuse children. And this is a topic I've been thinking about a lot lately. So let's get into what he says here. CDC director... Rochelle Walensky has recommended that children wear masks while playing. Her offered reason is to ensure COVID is not spread by heavy breathing of children near each other while around a soccer ball. Dr. Walensky's recommendation is one more example of COVID authoritarians' refusal to listen to the science. The science says no to lockdowns and masks. The masks are not blocking the very small viruses in heavy breathing. Dr. Walensky also ignores the science showing that wearing a mask while exercising or playing sports has negative health effects. Dr. Walensky's most outrageous disregard of science is ignoring the fact that children are statistically unlikely 
to be at risk of either spreading COVID or becoming very sick from it. Dr. Walensky's recommendation is one of many examples of how children are harmed by the overreaction to coronavirus. Many children have had their physical and mental health damaged because they cannot go to school, play with their friends, or even have a birthday party because of the lockdowns. Disappointingly, but not surprisingly, the two major teachers unions, the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers, have stood in the way of reopening schools. Shocker. Teachers union leaders have claimed it is too dangerous for teachers to resume in-person instruction, even though adults are at little or no risk of getting COVID from children. Sadly, teachers unions are disregarding the interest of children. Recently released, recently released emails show the CDC disregarded the science in favor of the AFT's restrictive guidance when developing recommendations concerning reopening schools. The negative effects of lockdowns and school closings for children have led many parents to consider alternatives to government schools. Some private schools have not just remained open, they have followed the science and not forced their students to wear masks. Many parents are also considering homeschooling. Homeschooling parents obviously can ensure their children are not forced to obey masks, social distancing, and other unscientific mandates. Parents interested in providing their children with a quality of education that emphasizes the ideas of liberty should consider my homeschooling curriculum. The Ron Paul curriculum provides students with a well-rounded education that includes rigorous programs in history, mathematics, physical, and natural sciences. The curriculum also provides instruction in personal finance. Students can develop superior communication skills via intensive writing and public speaking courses. Another feature of my curriculum is that it provides students the opportunity to create and run their own internet-based business. How cool is that? So I find it really interesting kind of in the middle here when uh, Dr. Paul says the teachers unions are the ones keeping the schools closed. Huh, I wonder why that is. I don't know, maybe because they're getting paid to sit at home and be on Zoom. You think they're really scared? I mean, what percent of these teachers are actually scared? I'm sure there's a few, you know, and those are the people you really don't want around your kids because they probably should be in a, in a home somewhere if, if they're that, you know, mentally ill. But, of course, they, they want to go to work if they don't have to. And this Ron Paul homeschool curriculum, it seems like a really cool thing. Um, I learned about it when I read Dr. Paul's book, The School Revolution, I think it's called. Real good book to check out. And... Uh, obviously, government schools lead to all this indoctrination that's going on and all this compliance. I mean, everything that's going on that I just touched on, why people are just getting in line, complying, not questioning things, and then shaming people who do, well, that's because of 150 years of government schools. Um, they teach us how not to think, how not to critically think, and basically just how to be obedient to the state. So I don't want to make this whole episode about that, but one of these times I'll have to do something on that topic. So good kind of concise article there by Ron Paul. And it is really sad what these kids are going through. And this morning I was on Twitter and I saw this headline, vaccine, COVID vaccine approved for 12 to 15 year olds. And I go, oh my gosh, give me a break. I mean, we know these kids are almost no risk at all. And now we're going to just shoot them up with this experimental thing. And I've talked about how it's experimental. And, and you can check out those previous episodes if, if you want something to back up those claims. But most of you in here already know that the safety is dubious at best. We don't know long-term effects. All the ferrets died in the trials. 
people have died. Those are going to get underreported. I mean, it's just, gosh, it's crazy. And they're going to pump kids in with it. So I found an article on it to see what, uh, what the mainstream, this is from ABC seven. This is from May 11th as well. We're already many Bay area, 12 to 15 year olds eager for Pfizer's COVID vaccine. They're eager. I mean, does that, uh, I'm sure these 12 to 15 year old kids are just dying to get shot up. I mean, what kind of propaganda <laughs> title headline is that? They're eager to get the vaccine. <sighs> oh, okay. San Francisco. On Monday, the FDA expanded the emergency use authorization for Pfizer's COVID vaccine to include the youngest age group yet, 12 to 15 year olds. We're all ready to get it, exclaimed 15 year old Noah Handy, who is hanging out with friends in a grocery store parking lot. Probably a super spreader event. The high school freshman is ready to expand his social life and says he wants the Pfizer vaccine as soon as possible. Poor kid. I've been locked up for a year and I'm excited to get things going again, said Handy. Is there anything you're looking forward to this summer once you and your friends are vaccinated? Handy says, going to the city more often. On Wednesday, the CDC's committee on immunization practices will discuss the new age group authorization and the Western State Scientific Advisory Group will vote to give final approval for use in California, meaning 12 to 15 year olds could get vaccinated as soon as Thursday. In Marin County, there are 14,000 12 to 15 year olds. Their health department has set a goal of vaccinating half those students within a week of access. To accomplish that, Marin County Public Schools have set up 10 mobile vaccination clinics on school campuses. They'll get their first shot and second shot before the school year ends, said their superintendent, who has been planning the vaccine clinics for weeks. It just takes everybody working together, so we're very excited. The county is ready, but what about Marin families? There are some parents that are ready to go, some that are not quite ready, and some that are wary. I think we're going to see the same sort of trajectory that we saw with adults, explained the superintendent. A mother, Kim Schulist, supports the campus vaccine clinics. They're making it accessible so the kids can get here. Her 16-year-old son is already vaccinated. He had mild side effects after the injections, but Schulist is a bit more cautious when it comes to her 14-year-old. I don't know that I want him the first week to get vaccinated, but he will get vaccinated within the next three or four weeks. Okay, her 16-year-old, who is at no risk of dying from this, gets it and then gets sick. Okay, well, I mean, I'm glad it was mild. We don't know the long-term effects. And why do you have to get sick? He was going to be fine anyways. And now, with that information, she still wants her 14-year-old to get it? I mean, how absurd is this? She doesn't want her 14-year-old to be one of the first to get vaccinated. Well, why is that? Doesn't want her kid to be the test dummy. <laughs> I don't blame her on that aspect. But three or four weeks isn't going to give you the answer. It's going to be years before we know these health... 14-year-old kid, and you're doing this to them. It's just insanity. And I mean, it's just all propaganda. Oh, this kid is so excited to get the vaccine. I'm sure... I mean, yeah, the kid is excited to get to get his life back. That's what he's excited. He's not excited to get the vaccine. When they take you hostage and say you can't do anything, I mean, this is, you know, the best years of a kid's life, getting to hang out with their friends and, and do things, and they can't do it because they're locked in their home. Of course they want to get out and do things, and I'm sure they'll do whatever it takes. 
But gosh, I mean, and that's the thing I kind of want to wrap up with here with, between those two articles is is just this abuse, you know, as Dr. Paul said, the COVID authoritarian child abuse. Because, okay, so first off, the masks. You're talking about a two-year-old wearing a mask. When I see that, man, it just pisses me off. I mean, to put that thing on a kid's face when they're not going to get sick and die, just a virtue signal. I mean, the, you know, the kid's going to have trouble breathing. Uh, they're probably breathing in mold and all kinds of crap. And then on top of it, the psychological effects. Kids growing up, and I've talked about this before, you know, the first time they see an adult with no mask, they start crying because they've never seen it. I mean, we have no idea what kind of psychological effects that's going to have long term, but no one's worried about that. Taking away years of kids' lives, their sports, their social activities. I mean, it's like putting them under house arrest. My only hope is that these kids who have gotten totally screwed over learn to question things because they realize that people are, are just going to, you know, arbitrarily take away their freedom, their happiness, things they want to do. Just the psychological effects and I mean the isolation, these kids, the depression, substance abuse, um, just awful. It's just awful that people are so selfish and so just stuck on virtue signaling and going along with this, that they won't stick up for kids that can't, you know, they don't have the ability to make these decisions themselves. And then, you know, top it all off, like I said, the vaccines. I mean, we know there's almost no risk of dying for kids in this 12 to 15 age. They have no ability to weigh the risk or not. It's completely going to be their parents deciding. The parents are going to just do what the school tells them or the media or get shamed if they don't. It's just, it outright disgusts me. How many girls will be unable to have kids? You know, think about how you get married, you know, 10, 15 years from now. Oh, yeah, now I can't have kids. How sad would that be? And that's not included. I mean, if anyone gets sick or if anyone dies, well, that's an unnecessary illness or death because they wouldn't have got sick from this anyway. That's what people don't get. Oh, it's mostly safe. Well, maybe it is. But so is COVID and it's a lot more safe. Just the long-term effects, and again, the long-term effects, we just don't know. That's what it comes down to. We just don't know. But people are willing up, are willing to line up their own children. And this article makes it very clear when you listen to the superintendent talk about all her plans for these kids. The state thinks your kids are their property. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's social engineering. It's been going on for a very long time, and now they're just ramping it up. So it, it, it disgusts me that it is child abuse. I mean, putting a mask on a, on a very young baby, that's child abuse. Scare, and just the fear. Why do, you know, if a kid, why do I got to wear a mask? Oh, you know, this whole psychological thing too of like, oh, we don't want you to get sick. Well, what's that going to do to a kid's head? You know, I mean, I'd understand if it was this real thing and bodies are dropping and you got to be safe. But one, the mask isn't even keeping you safe. And two, you're just scaring these kids for no reason. You know, it used to be, oh, don't, there's no monster under your bed. There's nothing to worry about. Well, now, oh, we got this imaginary boogeyman, this invisible enemy. Oh, man, people are just so sick. And I'm not talking about with COVID. So that's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I thought Dr. Paul's take was really good. And well, now, now they're shooting up 12-year-olds with vaccines. So isn't that great? But 
hey, uh, we got to stick together. We got to oppose this. And we got to stick up for people who want to resist, even if they get shamed, coerced. Um, people got to know there's other people out there. So that's why sharing this with your friends can help. Um, I'm excited for upcoming shows coming out. If you have any requests, feel free to send them my way. I love interacting with you guys. And uh, I'm thankful for the support because... Man, things are just rough when they're doing all of this. I, I get so sick of the propaganda, but I do have fun talking to you guys about it. So and knowing there are some other sane people out there. So, hey, you guys take care. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week.